Welcome to the Relentless Transitions Podcast. If you are looking for a lifestyle podcast that is unfiltered, information-packed, and authentic, you've come to the right place. Whether you are driving, sitting at a desk, or listening with your friends, get ready for an up-close and personal chat with your hosts and invited guests, where they will share insights and practical tips on how to be relentless in facing the challenges that come along in life, business, and relationships. And now, here are your hosts, Teresa Carthron, founder of Make Your Mark Media and Publishing, and Rosalind Keith, founder of Triskelion Transitions. Prepare to unleash your relentless superpower. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Relentless Transitions podcast, where we talk about life, we talk a little bit about business, and we talk about triumph. If you are here visiting us for the first time, listening to us today, my name is Teresa Carthren, and I have a co-host who is Rosalind Keith. We are both women, but we're also women in business. And I am here in the United States, and Rosalind is in Canada. So, you know, we bring a global perspective to all of these topics that we talk about. And it's really just fun. Now, today is really, really, really going to be quite interesting. We have a great topic. We're going to be talking about fear. And, you know, when I say that, I'm sure you can hear the smile in my voice. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see this big old smile on my face. But really, it's not because we don't, um, we don't have an experience fear. But today, we're definitely facing a fear. You're getting us just more in the raw. We just kind of hopped on and we came up with our topic and we said, you know what? We're going to just record right now. We aren't going to script a thing. So this is definitely facing a fear of having to, you know, go ahead and just do it right away. You know, just don't even think about it. But today, what we're going to talk about is fear as it relates to moving, you know, relocating from one home to another home. Rosalind, you ready for this? Sure. And you know what I, I love about what we're doing today is that um, one of the things that attracted us to the idea of doing a podcast was just to keep it real. And um, we have always had these amazing conversations and have thought, wow, we should be recording these. So so this is one of those conversations that we started before we hit the record button. Um, and we said, well, let's just record this because this is a good topic. This is a really interesting topic. So um, absolutely. Yeah. So we're just gonna hop in. So um, Rosalind, let's let's out since I'm I'm talking first. I'm gonna start with you. I'll ask you a question. So when it comes to moving, have you actually experienced fear around moving, relocating? You know, I don't know that I. I now I, I have moved internationally seven times. Um, so across the ocean, you know. To a different country uh, where you need special visas and all of that. And um, I don't, looking back, I, I'm sure there must have been some level of fear, but I don't remember it that way. I don't remember being fearful. It was an adventure. It was exciting. Um, you know, uh, 
there was certainly a not, lot of not unknown because, you know, a whole new country, but not just a whole new country, a whole new culture. Um, and uh, in one case or two, a few cases, a whole new language. So, um, you know, it, it certainly had, must have had some level of fear, but it didn't register, I don't think, you know? How about you? <laughs> I was just gonna laugh and say, yes, that is just too funny because um, I think that I'm the same way. I have not, um, you know, moved internationally, although I've traveled internationally, but as far as relocating homes now, I'm originally from Arkansas. Uh, when I uh, started my college journey, I uh, moved to Washington, D.C., which was major. That was major. But I don't even think I stopped to be afraid. I think I was just so excited about the opportunity to go to college, you know, and, um, and to go somewhere different. And, you know, quite honestly, to get away from home like most you know, <laughs> most young people are, you know, we're just, you're just excited, you know, about the whole opportunity to have more independence and all that kind of stuff. And you don't even think about those things. Now, once I arrived in Washington, D.C., which is really interesting, you know, I had never seen a bag lady or a, bag, or a homeless person. Um, I, I, I don't remember ever seeing a homeless person in the small town. I came from a small town, about 50,000 people. And I don't remember ever seeing a homeless person. I honestly thought that they were characters on the television show. Mm. <laughs> and so when I saw homeless people or prostitutes, I literally thought, so I was super naive, um, but mm. I wasn't necessarily afraid. And even when I did see them, I was really more curious. That's what, you know I, what I mean. Afraid. Than yeah. I was, um, you know, afraid. Yeah. And you know, since that time, of course, you know, I moved back home, and then, you know, now I, I live in Georgia. Um, and even then, I, I just wasn't, and you know, I never looked at it as uh, something to be afraid of. But like you, I think that I have such an adventurous spirit. Yeah, that is like, you know, yeah, well, and you also touched on something that I think is really, really important for anybody considering these kind of moves where you really just uproot your whole life and and um, move to someplace totally unfamiliar to yourself um, is curiosity, you know, um, because with curiosity comes an open mind. And mm -hmm. so when you see things that are out of your norm they're out of your normal culture what you grew up with what your brain formulated as to be the norm um you you don't automatically rush to that uh negative place oh um how stupid is that it's more approaching it from uh a, an open-minded curious um non-judgmental way that really helps you to um, adjust, I think, in, mm -hmm. in many, many cases. Because otherwise, if you're if you're wandering around with that really judgmental that that's not that's not the way it should be done. That's not the way it, I've done it my whole life. That's not you know, um, you're going to be really unhappy, you know. Um, so 
you know, and we talk about positivity in just about every single one of our podcasts. It's, it's essential to starting your own business. It's essential to just getting through life every day. And, um, and having that when you're doing such a, a big, you know, they do say that moving is one of the most stressful things a person can ever experience in their life. And um, if you, if you approach it with that open, curious, more positive state, it's a lot easier to adjust when you land on wherever you're going to land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I can tell you, I've had more stress moving from one home to another home in the same place than I have anything because packing is frightening and scary. But, you know, let's just kind of delve into that because I'm sure that although Rosalind and I are not expressing it as, as a fear and we're naturally, you know, we kind of have a makeup that is geared towards positivity and adventure and curiosity, but it does not mean that we don't have fears. I mm -hmm. think that, um, you know, just, we're just, again, we're just speaking off the top of our heads today. And I hope that it's helpful, you know, uh, and you will find this podcast fun, but what just came to my mind is that, of course, we have fears, but maybe uh, there's something about us that is, you know, unique to us and other people like us that helps us to just kind of forge and push through fears. So um, the things that are coming to my mind right now is, of course, we just didn't just decide today and then move today right yeah. so even though you move back and forth internationally and i'll let you speak for yourself but i know that there are some things though that i did such as kind of do some research about exactly. the area you know yeah. where i was going yeah um you know um thinking about um you know things like the economy uh crime I mean, you know, and this is like a broad overview, but, yeah. you know, when you do that type of research, you kind of get like an idea, you know, go to this area, don't go to this area, um, you know, housing costs, um, you know, the language, like you said, you know, we tra like I said, I've traveled internationally, so you're thinking about, you know, the language, um, you know, what is proper there. Um, their perception of people, you know, that yeah. country, yeah. their perception of who you are, you know, as an American, as a Canadian, you know, what is their perception? So kind of just giving you a general overview of like what you might expect. I know when um, I moved um, um, from like one apartment complex to my second, I've lived in two apartments. And the reason that I decided to move from the first complex, because after living there for a while, you know, just the area around the complex started to change. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, if this keeps going the way that it is, it might not continue to be the safest place. Um, then also I had graduated college, so I was in a different financial position. So when I, um, you know, moved to my next apartment complex, I... I visited during the day. I visited at night. I drove over there on the weekends, you know, things like that, to so, just so I could get a real good feel of what was going on at all times. 
Um, so, I mean, what about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. One of the things that um, really made our moves um, uh, easier to handle uh, was the fact that um, we were fortunate enough to have the support of uh, my ex-husband's employers. And so they they actually hired people to help us learn more about the culture on the ground. Um, and of course we did research into, well, I was, I was seven months pregnant the first time I moved uh, internationally and I had a three-year-old. So naturally wow. I wanted to know about the medical care, right? Mm -hmm. In this, in, in the foreign country. Um, and uh, you know, so, so researching and, and um, getting some answers to some of those things that might freak you out a little bit, like um, the crime statistics, like the location of a grocery store, you know, that sells food you like, all of those things. If, if you do stuff like that um, ahead of time, it actually, um, I, I think it's one way to cope with some of that fear that is even though Teresa and I say we didn't really fear it there on some level there was a little bit of anxiety there with every move I'm sure you felt it too um but you know knowledge knowledge is power and so educate yourself about um the realities of the new neighborhood you're going to be moving into or the new city or the new country or you know the new state or province or whatever um, because there are going to be differences and it's going to be disorienting. And um, the more you help yourself become aware of the differences um, and the similarities before you land on the ground, um, I think that really goes a long way to allaying some of that anxiety that you, you'll be feeling about the move. So, yeah, exactly. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. I can remember, um, you know, a, another tip. So, you know, just from what we've said so far, some ways to overcome the fear of making a transition, especially when it comes to relocating, like from your state you know, not just moving to another home, but, uh, but e these things apply to that as well, you know, moving to another home, but, um, but moving to another state or another country is really being prepared. Yeah. That can help you with some of your fears, doing some research about things such as medical care. Um, you know, yeah. we didn't talk about money, you know, the yeah. currency, uh, the value of your dollar matched mm -hmm. up to their dollar, the language, any particular customs, you know, um, that you need to, you know, be observant of, you know, so that you make sure that, you know, you don't run into any problems there. Uh, we talked about crime, so research, uh, and that can be through if you're moving with your job, um, you know, them giving you some type of support. And if they don't offer it, ask for, yeah, you know, yeah. ask for that support. And then, you know, if you're moving independently, you know, as I was, quite honestly, you can Google anything. But yeah. I, I'm a big, I'm a big reader. And I can remember, you know, going to the store and purchasing books, you know, sure. even about the places that I was going, just 
even getting like those good visuals, you know, and, and having like something physical in my hand, you know, that kind of helped me. So when I did see things, they at least, you know, there were things that looked familiar. Yeah. Um, another yeah. thing that you can do, I think that if, if you know anyone, you know, in yeah. the area, close to the area, or who has visited the area, yeah. you know, communicating with them also um to get some insight yes I think that that yeah exactly quite yeah and you you mentioned um you know going to the bookstore and, and picking up some books and stuff even the the um travel guides to the city um will provide you with great information uh so so you know, you may not find a, a book about moving to Washington, but you will find travel books about Washington. Pick up one or two, familiarize yourself with the state or the city, whichever Washington you're moving to, <laughs> right. and and just get to know a little bit about it before you land on the ground um, helps a lot. Uh, you know, and, and I, I was thinking, um, as you mentioned the fear of transition. Um, I, I think that, um, you know, if we, if we look at it from even, uh, we're talking about life transition here, but even if you're making a transition to starting your own business and that sort of thing, it's all the, it's all the same kind of skills that you need, um, to handle the move. So, uh, the, the, arming yourself with knowledge, researching, um, and uh, the more, the more you spend on the background work, the better off you'll be, whether you're moving to a new country or to, um, you know, a city in the same state or province. Um, and that's the same with a business, just arming yourself with that information before you make the move. Um, and you will build your own, con you'll build your confidence and you'll feel strong enough to make that, um, yeah. good step, you know, uh, and so, so start with the baby steps, start with the things you can handle, um, like, uh, learning a little bit about the neighborhood you're moving to learning about, um, you know, the, the things that are important to you, find the answers. Um, before you go, it, it'll make you feel like you know what you're doing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because you know what? You don't want to, you, you are new, but you don't often want to appear new. That's right. When you are going to areas, because I can tell you that in the back of my mind, uh, I guess, you know, if you wanted to say it was a fear, you know, I don't want to never want it to be like a target. And, you know, of course, you know, if you watch the news, people who are visiting or people who yes. are new to places are looking lost, yes. uh, can kind of become more of prey yeah. to people who are unsavory. And let's just face it, there's good and bad people everywhere. That's right. So I'm not yeah. going to, uh, you know, get focused on this area is better than other yeah. area or yeah. anything like that. I remember um, when I was in college and one of my instructors made this comment that has stayed with me my whole life since then. And she said, um, and if we were going to, we had to go on site to do um, a clinical. Um, if the, you don't know, my background is uh, as a registered nurse. 
and we were going to an inner city uh, hospital and some of the, the students um, were, you know, very nervous about going to this hospital. And um, my um, instructor said to us then, she said, no matter where you go, you need to be very mindful of your surroundings because bad things can happen everywhere. And that just made a lasting impression on me. And so that is true. So I'm just saying there's good and bad people absolutely everywhere. So you can yeah. do all the research that you want. None of us know the intentions of other people you That's know, right. on their yeah. mind. So just to make yourself less of a target, it's beneficial to be more informed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was something that you mentioned, two things, actually. You talked about the um, the travel guide. Absolutely. I am telling you, I never traveled uh, internationally without a travel guide. And what there's different ones. So I won't, I have a favorite, but I'm not going to yeah. um, mention yeah. their name. But what I will say is that what I love about travel guides is that they have the most beautiful pictures yes <laughs> and they're really pretty exact so honestly when you see something you really feel like you've been there you know before or it's not like totally unexpected yeah and so even you know here in the U.S. and I'm sure in Canada there are travel guides to areas in all of the 50 states as well as you know all throughout Canada so I don't think you can go wrong with the travel guide. And what I especially love about travel guides is that they even tell you about, you know, eating, you know, food, uh, yes. restaurants yeah. and, and yeah. you know, the, the pricing, like whether it's something less expensive or something yeah. very expensive. Yeah. So you really get a lot of information out of those. So that is like really good. And another thing you mentioned that you moved uh, and you were pregnant and you had a young child. So let's talk about that because I know that many have faced that challenge of, yeah. you know, for whatever the reason, whether it was that their partner or their mate, you know, got a job or they got a job that was going to cause them to make that transition, yeah. you know, while they were pregnant or um, for the first time or, you know, pregnant and have another child. Yeah. So how do you like, conquer those types of fears when you may be moving away from a support system if you're going to a support system that might be more excitement as opposed to fear but if you're moving away from a support system how do you handle that yeah that is a that is a good one um the again it comes down to preparation um before uh ask you know ask your doctors where you are to see if they know uh, anything about the healthcare system, wherever you're going, ask them if they know any doctors in the area where you're going. Um, reach out to friends, ask, just reach out and ask for references. Uh, but also, you know, uh, I don't know about in the States, but there are, there are listings of doctors um, here. Um, you know, they all have to register with the College of Physicians and Surgeons here. So go to the website, the registering body's website and, and look up doctors. And there are a lot of ways to um, check up on, you know, there are review sites of doctors out there. So, so look for the reviews of these doctors. Um, 
find out the names of the hospitals where you're going and and check out their websites you know if you have the opportunity tour them I, a lot of them will give you tours um, to familiarize yourself with their services um, and so yeah just again it's it's about preparation and as far as um, helping your kids to adjust um, make sure that they're a few of their favorite, most familiar toys are not packed in the moving van. They are in the car with you. <laughs> so that when you land on the ground or in the city or in the state or wherever, um, they are there and there's something familiar for your child. But remember, the one thing that children want the most and rely on the most for strength is um, their parent. And, and they can be resilient if they know that their parent is there and not freaking out in front of them. Yeah. If you're freaking out in front of them, how do you think that makes them feel? So, so as much as it may feel like times that you just wanna cry, because the unfamiliarity is overwhelming, um, you know, try not to scare your child. Now, that being said, um, don't deny that your child's feeling that fear. Talk to them, empathize with them. I even go so far as admitting to them that I'm sad about the move or that I'm, you know, anxious about their new school or, you know, so that they're aware that they're not alone in, in this move and that mommy doesn't expect them to be perfect, um, you know, uh, or daddy doesn't expect them to be perfect, um, that, that it's okay to be a little bit afraid, but it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll get through this together kind of thing. So um, I, I think that, again, it, it comes down to pre-work before. And you know what, I'd advise you, even if you're just getting an inkling that your partner is going to be transferred somewhere, start the researching as soon as that inkling shows up. Because um, you can't even make an informed decision about whether you want to go to that place or not without knowing something about that place right right um and so um yeah i mean we keep coming back to this idea of the the preparation the the research you know ahead of time um there are a number and tons of resources out there on google where you can um i you know one of the a great resource about a new city is the chamber of commerce you know mm -hmm. go to the chamber of commerce website um, they, I know here, uh, because we have a severe shortage of general practitioner doctors and specialists in our area, they actually have a service that um, links you up with um, doctors that are accepting patients and stuff, our Chamber of Commerce does. So, um, you know, there's another great resource is the Chamber of Commerce. And of course, the city websites, um, you can get an idea. One thing, just thinking about it, one thing, if your kids are into sports or if they're into ballet or if they're into, you know, whatever they're into, go to the city website and find out what activities the city, the city offers. Um, get your kids excited about 
that possibility. Uh, when we moved from, so we moved um, from Canada to Singapore and then back to Canada for two years and then from Canada to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So when we moved to Singapore, my daughter was three and, um, and it, it was kind of curious, funny because she, she went to a preschool where she had to wear a school uniform. Then she went to um, a, a Canadian international school uh, for junior kindergarten and she had to wear a school uniform. So then uh, she was about eight when we were, when we decided that we're moving to Tokyo because of my ex-husband's job. And, and um, you know, we, she, we told her that we were moving to Tokyo and she just flew off the deep end. And um, she, she said, um, uh, and, and we, you know, one of the things we talked about was Disney, uh, Disneyland in Tokyo, Tokyo has uh -huh. Disneyland and, and, you know, we're going to a place where the, it's like, we could go a couple times a year, you know, and, um, and she, she, she just said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And she stomps off to her room. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, she comes downstairs and she says to us, okay, I have three conditions. This is an eight-year-old. Uh, one, I don't want to go to school where I have to wear a uniform. Like she was traumatized by wearing a uniform when she was age three and four. I don't know why. I don't know what was so traumatic about it. But anyway, um, I don't, um, uh, we have to bring our cat with us this time because we had left our cat back in Canada when we were in Singapore. Uh -huh. And and we, you have to take me to Disneyland the first month we're there. <laughs> okay <laughs> and and then she was certainly she was you know not super happy about the move but so being open to listening to them to listening what is their biggest fear and their concern you know um that that helps a lot too um when you're when you're moving with kids and um so if you know what's available for them in the city or state that you're moving to if you know something about the school, if you know something about the neighborhood, you know, start showing them those things, start getting them a little bit excited about the opportunities that, um, that are going to be presented to them when they, when they get there. So, um, awesome. So, so far we've talked about, well, really we can put most things into being prepared, but basically prepare yourself, do your research, you know, ask questions, um, connect with others. Uh, we gave you some resources like the Chamber of Commerce. If you're moving with the job, ask them um, about any type of assistance. And I definitely love what you said about as soon as you think, even think that there might be a transfer to another area to start doing your research, um, because that's even going to help you when you're negotiating. Exactly. Look, you know, I'm always thinking about the dollar, trying to make sure that we are compensated the absolute best. But, you know, it can help you with negotiating with your company, yeah. um, you know, on the terms of this, uh, this transfer. If right. the more information that you have, you know, you will be able to ask the appropriate questions. Yeah. Um, one of the things that um, my husband and I did when we moved, uh, we moved from Arkansas to Georgia was um, actually we were considering, we knew that we wanted to move, um, but we were considering um, three different states. <laughs> so what we did 
was we narrowed it down to like which city in each state that we were the most interested in. And fortunately, we were in a position to actually go and visit. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be anything that's like overly extensive, but we visited all three locations and yeah. we stayed, you know, at least three days. And, um, and you know, today, I, I don't know, some people probably think that it was like crazy, but we visited the locations. Um, we we actually approached people and, you know, fortunately, even though we were letting them know that, you know, we did live there and that we were new, people were actually very friendly, but we asked, um, we just approached people and just asked them, what did they think, you know, about living in the area, you know, and if there were any pointers or tips that they could give us. And like I said, we and we um, ate at, you know, restaurants that were close, you know, to the area, you know, and we walked around, we got out and walked around and we, you know, ultimately made our decision to move to Georgia. But that was like super powerful, yeah. you know, for helping yeah. us to make our decision. Yeah. Was not only did we do like some research where we were looking at the computer yeah. and looking at books, but we took some time and just went and visited the area. So, I mean, you know, in all of this, the best laid plans don't always come out, you know, the way that you want them to. But, um, you know, I think that these are the types of things that have helped us to move forward and not necessarily be so fearful. Um, I don't want to say we haven't faced fear. We didn't interpret it in that way. But, you know, perhaps these were just kind of like these hidden things that, you know, but the way that we addressed it, it helped turn it into not being something that was fearful, but actually something that was, you know, we considered to be adventurous, uh, that it was just kind of, we labeled it as curiosity and, um, you know, and it made it fun. Now, you know, to my friends who uh, grew up in the same town that I grew up in, who who still live there, who never even went away to college, they think that, you know, I'm a Martian or something. <laughs> I'm like, like superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have my friends all think I'm the biggest risk taker in the world. And, yes. <laughs> and I just think of it, well, really? <laughs> you know, I just I just don't understand um why they would think that. Um and then when you think about it, you say, well, yeah, I guess it was, you know, but I never thought of it that way. I never thought of it that way. Um, One of the things that you mentioned was, you know, when you're being transferred, it it reminded me that one other great source is to reach out to somebody in the office where you're moving to, connect with them, get information from them. And and what you described as going to visit in, in the um, in the business, in the relocation industry, that's called um, a look-see trip. And um, part of that, if, especially if you're transferred, is meeting with um, other people that you will be working with. And um, so if you're coming with a, a spouse or significant other or children, meeting the equivalent there at the office is always the first place to start 
um, for building a support network. Because that was one thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about moving with kids, the fact that you potentially are leaving your support network behind. Um, so again, um, find out about mothers, mom and kid groups or dad and kid groups or um, uh, yeah, kinder music or play groups or something, find out about those ahead of time. And, you know, I think, I think the hardest part for some people is to reach out to a perfect stranger and ask for an invite or, um, you know, it really pushes some people beyond their comfort zone. But that's one thing because, you know, if you're an introvert, going up to somebody and saying, you know, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, because uh, I've always, uh, well, on the Myers-Briggs scale, I'm, I'm borderline introvert, extrovert. And so I've never really thought of myself as uh, this really, you know, gregarious person who can just go out and meet the world. Um, but I think I've developed those skills quite strongly through all my moves, mm -hmm. because if you don't reach out two people around you when you get there um you're doing yourself a disservice uh you need that connection with people that are you know if if you're a mother with kids with people that are in a similar position if you're a single woman you need to reach out and find other single women uh, if you're a single man you need to reach you know you you have to look for um that support network and you need to do it pretty quickly after you arrive there, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because otherwise you're going to feel lost um, and alone. Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, um, I, I'm not sure how many people know, but um, I'm also uh, an intercultural trainer. So I've studied intercultural communications and I've studied um, how people move um, through these transitions um, and we it, it goes in a phase um, you get to this honeymoon phase you've done all your research and excitement sets in and you land on the ground wherever you're going and um, you're still pretty excited because it's all new it's fun you know I mean it's stressful um, waiting for your furniture to arrive or, or whatever getting your house set up but by and large um, your mentality is one of, um, yeah, this is, this is great new start. This is, you know, um, and that lasts, you know, maybe four to six weeks. It's almost like you're on vacation, right? And you know how exciting it can be to be on vacation. So that lasts about four to six weeks. And then you start sliding down and you get into culture shock. And this will happen to you, like you said, whether you're moving from Arkansas to Washington DC or whether you're moving from um, some rural town to the big city or whether you're moving from some big city in one country to another big city and there's gonna be culture shock. It doesn't matter. It's a different, they, people behave differently in every part of, of the country, you know, um, and the world. And so you're gonna, that's when you start maybe slipping into a little bit of, of depression. And what I tell my clients is, you know what, that's okay, it's normal. And it's important to recognize that this is a normal phase. Um, and, you know, if you need to spend the day in your pajamas, 
eating bonbons and and binging on Netflix, that's fine. Just don't make it a habit. So one day, maybe two, okay. Third day, get yourself out of that house and start exploring again. After a few weeks in this culture shock, um, you start to accept the differences. You start to accept the challenges that life is presenting to you in this new place. And you start going back up to integration again. Um, and especially if you're moving to a place with a different language, um, as you start acquiring a little bit more of language, you, um, your integration becomes. And so it's kind of like a, um, a U-curve the the progression through this transition after you've landed on the ground and being aware of that and understanding that what you're feeling is normal once you hit that low is um is super helpful because you could very well think that there's something seriously wrong with you um with how bad you're feeling um, but recognize that research, there's been a ton of research on this stuff, that uh, you do come out of it. By and large, people do come out of it. But it really helps if you've done some of that research ahead of time. If you found a support network quickly as possible, um, that fall isn't as hard and doesn't last as long. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So. Awesome. Well, you know what? I hear another uh, uh, episode in this talking about how to, you know, adjust, you know, once yeah. you actually make your move. I, yeah. I hear, and I'm, I'm thinking about some things that I um, use that have really uh, helped me that I think will, you know, when we share them with our audience that, um, you know, it may help them. But guys, this is the end of another episode. We could talk all day long. I'm telling you, Robin and I, I just, I don't know where you've been all my life, Robin, because I'm telling you, it's like we're, we are sisters. Yeah. I tell her that all the time, but um, this has been amazing. And so as we talk about facing those fears, when you are moving uh, from one place to the next, you know, when you are having to physically move yourself and all of your belongings from one place to the next, that's what we've been talking about today. And I hope, you know, this little piece of life that we have talked to you about, that we have given you some tips and tools to help you to uh, triumph in that area. If you like this episode, please subscribe um, and like, you know, the episode. It helps us to build our podcast as well as build our uh, Relentless Transitions YouTube channel. Uh, and please share. And we look forward to seeing you next time. So our takeaway for today is the best way or one of, we think, our top ways to uh, handle transitions when you are relocating is to be prepared. Be prepared and do your research. So this is the end of the episode. Uh, thank you for being with us here today. You can reach out to us at Relentless Transitions at gmail.com we would love to get comments if you have some tips on how um you know uh you have handled making a transition when you were relocating we would love to hear about it and if there are additional episodes that you are interested in us speaking about we would like to get that information as well so thank you everyone 
Have a great rest of your day, and we will see you right back here for the next episode of the Relentless Transitions Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Relentless Transitions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. We really appreciate that, and we'll catch you in the next episode.